Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm going solo on that ass, but it's still the same. We're talking Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> so JD's out. This is the last week that he'll be out. He'll be back next week. He is uh, doing the the national championships with his uh, high school wrestling team over in uh, DeKalb, uh, Illinois. So uh, big, big stuff going on for JD, going on in JD's life uh, and his, and his coaching career. They did really well at the tournament, as far as I can tell. But he's on the road uh, in Fargo, and I think he's going to be back uh, with us next week, man. So we're really excited about that. You know, I actually did have a co-host lined up. Unfortunately, the co-host cannot make it tonight. Um, so shout out uh, Scott Edwards for uh, for volunteering to fill in, but I know life gets in the way. So, hey, man, it's just me. Um, it's all good, though. I, uh, I I don't mind doing these things uh, solo. You know, as you guys know, I'm in Hawaii, so the time difference is uh, pretty wonky for everybody else. So um, sometimes that means I just got to ride solo, dude, and that's cool too, man. I'm, I'm cool with that, so no, no big deal here. Um, but I, I did have a chance to uh, watch the entire episode of uh, of Impact, and uh, man, so I gotta say, it was I actually like this episode better this the episode better this week than I did last week. Um, I the the matches were great. I, I thought that everything flowed well. There wasn't too much like silliness, and some of the silliness I actually thought was kind of good, um, except for one glaring omission, which we will get into later. Um, but hey, fo- folks like that one, so it's all it's all good. Um, and then of course you had the, the Motor City machine guns. Uh, the machine guns explode, man, and uh, they they had an excellent main event. Um, but uh, Impact they started with uh, BTI the pre-show, and it's all Laredo Kid defeat Johnny Swinger, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. Uh, you know it's good to see Laredo Kid get a victory. Uh, you know Luchador actually winning a match is pretty nice here on Impact, especially when they they beat somebody that's not another Luchador. So that's cool. And uh, we got some big news coming up for some more Luchador action uh, in Chicago at Emergence. A shout out to Lewis Carlin on that deal. We'll, we'll talk about that later on the Patreon. But uh, yeah, so good. You know, Laredo Kid gets in the win column. Hopefully that keeps, uh, that continues more and more. Uh, the opening video featured uh, the legacy of the Motor City Machine Guns in their upcoming number one contenders match. So, um, Impact actually released on Impact Plus and on their YouTube. They actually made it for free on their YouTube. They have, um, they have uh, several Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Saban matches all bunched up into one video. I think it's like you know an hour's worth of just Saban versus Shelley, and I didn't even realize just how often they had wrestled each other. So that's pretty cool. But apparently they had not wrestled each other um, in Impact since 2009. So it was kind of a rare treat that we get to see this match here on Impact this week. So super excited about that. Uh, a new tag team called VXT. Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo, um, they opened up uh, Impact tonight against uh, Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. So VXT, obviously, uh, they're clearly taking a shot at NXT here. Um, there was a, a kind of a, uh, I'll say a pseudo-controversy. It, never, it didn't really pick up steam, but um, a kid, he's this uh, Spanish kid um, that's in NXT right now. And uh, I always hated the name A-Kid, by the way, because like eventually, like, who's this? Oh, he's a kid. Uh, I just thought that was a dumb name. Well, they gave him a new name and put a mask on him, and he's called uh, Axios or Axiom, uh, something something like that. I'm, I don't watch NXT anymore, so um, that show is not very good. It sucks. But apparently, he's like a math guy, and now Deanna Perrazzo is upset at that because apparently that was her gimmick in NXT. 
And that's what Chelsea Green shouted on uh, Twitter earlier this week. And so now they're called VXT. I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it to us what the acronym stands for. But, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, that's their name. Uh, they they opened up Impact tonight. It was actually a really good match. Um, yeah, Mia Yim, Jordan Grace. I got to say, you know, Jordan Grace um, far and away looked like the biggest star of the match. And that's rare considering that Deanna Praza was in this match and she typically looks like that. But, um, you know, Grace looks like a world champion. She acts like a world champion. She talks like a world champion. Um, everything about her screams world champion. She's uh, she's a great representative for this company. Um, but uh, they, they actually had a really good match here. We'll go towards the end. Uh, after some double-team offense to the outside by Grace and Yem, Green managed to make a comeback by hitting a stomp on and facebuster on Yem. Grace attempted to switch momentum but was sent to the outside, and VXT hit a double-team move on uh, Yem to gain a massive victory over the current number one contender of the Knockouts World Champion. Okay, so this this move was kind of like a reverse double suplex thing. Um, it kind of it looked cool. Don't get me wrong. I I'm probably underselling exactly what it was, but um, I I dug the move. Um, I dug the match. The finish, man. I don't know. You know, Yim is the number one contender. She's heading into emergence um, to take on Jordan Grace for uh, the Knockouts Championship. I don't know that beating her on her way to a title shot is the wise decision. Now, when Impact does that, that typically means that the uh, the person they just lost is actually going to be winning at the big show. But we have a lot of time until we get to emergence. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But if you guys remember correctly, uh, Speedball lost to Trey Miguel on his way to Slammiversary uh, it, uh, when he was going to compete in the Ultimate X match. And he ended up winning the Ultimate X. And then, of course, at, at Against All Odds, they did Speedball versus Trey Miguel. That's that's how they book. That's their booking pattern. A lot of what they do is um, relatively paint by numbers, and it's a tad boring the way that they book because uh, you it's, it becomes predictable. And predictability isn't always bad. Um, that's not always a bad thing. Actually, sometimes that's a good thing. Um, I kind of like to connect the dots to find out where things are going and then uh, occasionally, you know, confuse me and surprise me. That's cool too. Um, but uh, in 2022, a lot of things have been a little bit pain by numbers. Like I'm like, oh, okay. As soon as Speedball lost to Trey Miguel, I was like, this is where they're going. He's going to win. And then they're going to have a, they're going to have a rematch and then Speedball will win. And that's exactly what happened. With this one, I don't know if that's the case, but I I am of the opinion that a number one contender should be gaining momentum with victories on the way to a title shot. They shouldn't be losing in tag team matches. Uh, I I don't I I didn't like that. Um, but when they booked the match, like what are they going to do? How do they get out of this? Um, because they knew that they wanted um, VXT, and now they're going to be getting a tag team title shot, which gets revealed a little bit later uh, at at Emergence. Uh, they'll be taking on Taya and. Um, and rosemary so i don't know um you know i might have booked a booked a different match if i couldn't if 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 anybody losing would have been bad i I probably just wouldn't have booked the match but uh, that's just me um but what what do i know i'm just a podcaster so uh but not not a bad match and uh we got some uh, momentum here for uh, vxt on their way to a knockouts tag team championship match at emergence so uh backstage we go to honor no more they're upset at their current title situation in impact wrestling and the weekly antics of heath heath the major star of impact wrestling he is he is all over these shows but um 
yeah so they're they're upset with heath who keeps attacking them from the crowd so there you go uh and then the next match was uh another good match man and it's a uh, mike bailey and cody diener or i guess diener um from uh, violent by design and he had joe doring with him at ringside you know, people people crap on Diener's ability, but the guy actually like he's a, a very good wrestler. He he's never going to be a big star, and he's always going to lose. But the guy is very competent in the ring, and and Mike Bailey is one of the best in the world right now. And uh, I I actually was quite impressed with this match. Um, maybe Bailey gave Diener a little bit too much, or it went a little went a little bit too long. Um, but um, again, it was still a, a really good match. Um, so they get back from commercial, and Diener was laying a beat down on Bailey. Bailey attempted a comeback, but Diener remained persistent and landed a corner power bomb for a two count. Bailey recovered, and both men were now battling in the center of the ring, looking to take advantage of the match. Diener managed to gain the upper hand and nailed a modified neckbreaker on Bailey on the ropes uh, before landing on the outside of the ring. Uh, Diener wouldn't uh, be able to capitalize, however, as Bailey nailed him with a moonsault back on the inside. It was all Bailey as he nailed Diener with his spinning corner roundhouse, followed by the ultimate weapon for the victory to remain X Division champion. And there was actually a moment uh, when they were on the ring apron and um, Bailey was going to hit his moonsault into the double knees uh, while um, Diener was laying down and he uh, he got distracted and he did the, the moonsault double knees and he Diener moved and then and then both his knees hits the ring apron. That's a sick spot. I, I don't envy his knees after that. You know, everybody thinks Mike Bailey is this young dude because he looks young, but he's been around a long time. He's in his mid 30s now. Uh, brother, I would take it easy on that stuff, man. I don't know about that. Um, I'd probably calm down on that move, but what do I know? Uh, next, we have a promo aired for the Ric Flair moment of the week, um, and they showcased his, mo- his uh, performance against Sting on Impact Wrestling in September of 2011. Um, if you watched the the uh, the barbed wire match with uh, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston from Dynamite this week and saw how overbooked that was, this match reminded me a lot of that. It was just interference, interference, distraction, tons of blood, tons of gimmicks, the whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and then of course the you know the the finish was what it was. But uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, how how uh, you know last night on AEW, it was probably one of the more TNA style matches that AEW has ever had. So um, it seemed like a bro, bro, bro booked that uh, barbed wire match. Uh, backstage VXT was celebrating their victory earlier tonight uh, before being interrupted by Gail Kim who's their boss by the way Kim announced that uh, VXT would be challenging for the knockouts world tag team titles and emergence well they undersold that here on the observer website actually when she came in she tried to tell them that but uh, VXT started complaining saying that Perrazzo deserved a title shot at emergence that she should be inserted into that match as a three-way and when they said that I was like oh my gosh this is typical impact. They're going to put her in the three-way, and now we're not going to get the the um, Grace match that we all want. But thankfully, they just put um, they put uh, VXT in the uh, tag team title match, which I actually think is a good, going to be a good match. Uh, Rosemary and uh, Ty is a good team, and of course VXT is a good team. I man, I you know we're not there yet, but uh, man, I can see the titles flopping over there. Man, I could see uh, VXT taking those titles. I, I like Perazzo and Green as a tag team. I think they work very well together. So, uh, good, 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 good stuff. Um, next, we go backstage. Eric Young is confronted by his Violent by Design teammates and stated that Diener and Doring needed to prove themselves against the sickness. So, um, it looks like. 
violent by design is no longer down with the sickness. They got to prove themselves now. So um, I think we find out a little bit more what that's all about later, but I gotta be honest with this violent by design stuff. It, it seems like they're doing the slow build to them all breaking up and I'm just ready for them to break up and to do something different. I, um, I, I don't know what their availability is and I don't know what their status is in wrestling right now, but uh, Eric Young's old stable sanity, they're out there like big demo and uh, Axel Tischer. Oh, God, I can't remember what his name was in, um, in NXT, but they were sanity. And uh, that was a good faction. I could see them bringing those guys in. Cause those guys, as far as I know, are still free agents. I don't know if they've signed anywhere else, but, and I know big demos, he is, um, he is in the States. He is um, stationed. That's military talk, but he is, um, he's based out of uh, Florida. So he can actually get to places pretty easily. So um, I, I think that would be cool. That would be the way to go. And then they can, then they can have a feud. Um, and I don't know what they do with Diener and Doring after that, but is what it is. Uh, next, we go to Masha Slamovich. Uh, she beat the shit out of Madison Rain. So uh, Slamovich gained the upper hand very early on. She ripped the protective uh, face gear off, which actually upset JD quite a bit. Uh, I don't know what it is about JD. There's something going on with that guy, but he loves Madison's mask. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I think God Illa is a big fan of that mask too. But yeah, I yeah I don't know what's going on there. But um, but she ripped the face gear off, beat the crap out of her, hit the snow plow, gained the victory uh, in a very little time. And then uh, after the match, while uh, Giselle Shaw was consoling um, Madison Rain, Slamovich handed Shaw an envelope, and then uh, Giselle Shaw looked like she was going to poop her pants. And because uh, that means that Giselle is next. And I wonder where they do that at. I wonder if that's going to be on TV or if that's going to be an emergence. That that's, that actually could be a very good match. If, if Slamovich doesn't just squash Giselle, which I don't think that she should, because I think they got something in Giselle Shaw. Um, I, I think they could actually have a really good match. So let's, let's hope that they don't go that way. Um, Slamovich is 12 and 0 in impact. Now she's squashed everybody in under a minute. I don't think that she should be doing that to Giselle. Let them go 10 minutes and uh, see what they got in both of these ladies. Um, cause I think they're both very good. Uh, Giselle Shaw is very underrated. She hasn't had a chance other than her first match with, I think it was lady frost. Other than that, we have not seen much out of her. So. Uh, next, we go backstage. Brian Myers is giving a motivational speech before being interrupted by Bapinda Gujar. Gujar stated that he wanted and deserved a shot at the digital media title before uh, Myers quickly excused himself. So they're still dragging this one out. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Um, and next, we get a promo, a, uh, a vignette for uh, Killer Kelly who's coming uh, up uh, Impact in her rival. She was at the tapings in Louisville, so she uh, she even had a match, so we'll be seeing her very soon. These promo vignettes, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, they've been very weird. And on this one, she's just like, she seems like she's like outside of her apartment complex, and she's sitting in one of those like egg lounge, like half egg lounge chairs, like, like oval wicker chair. I think that's what it was. And some nerd came up to talk like a, like a legit nerd. I, I don't know who he was. He might be one of the production guys, but total dork. Comes up and he's like trying to talk to her. And then he's just like talking, but you can't hear, really hear what he's saying. And uh, there's just music playing in the background. And then they zoom in on her face and she's like, shut the F up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Or like, 
What what's so interesting about that? I don't <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, does that make me want to see Killer Kelly wrestle? I I have no idea. So the they have not done a good job with these vignettes. They're actually quite stupid. Um, but because I know who she is and I've seen her wrestle before and she looks like a star, I think they uh you know I think her debut is going to be great. However, uh, they have not done her any favors with uh with this whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, poor Killer Kelly man. Uh, she waited two years to come back to this company, and this is what they do. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Uh, next match we go to – oh, you know what I keep forgetting to do? I, I apologize, everybody. I'm very unprofessional. Boom. Next we go to Matt Taven and Mike Bennett taking on uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Chris Bay, who has not won a match in – I can't – honestly, maybe this is something I should have looked up, but I don't remember the last time Chris Bay was on the winning side of a match. Um, that's how long it's been. Maybe he won a match when he was tagging with Jay White, it, but it was earlier this year. So I, I honestly I cannot remember the last time he won a match. So um, other than till tonight. Whenever him and uh, him and Ace Austin actually defeated on a little more and uh, totally killing their momentum as they got a victory over the Good Brothers last week, we all assumed that maybe that would mean that they're going to go to emergency to get a tag team title shot. But now uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay have been in you know inserted into this deal and maybe we we'll get a three way who knows. But um, the match though, I mean, all four men are like incredible they're amazing talents uh and we'll go here towards the finish the experience of honor no more made them easy winners of this match but with that being said every time they seem to have the match in hand austin and bay were able to use their speed and finesse to counter the veteran experience as the match was coming to a close it looked like honor no more had it in the books but bay was able to uh, ground both bennett and taven as austin dealt with maria on the outside as all of this was taking place good old heath the redhead rebel i hate that stupid name by the way redhead shut up uh, he came out of nowhere to take out Bennett. Austin followed it up with the fold. Uh, the guy from the observer said the flop. It's the fold, the dude. I don't know who you are, but you're not as good as the old guy. Now give us Garza back there, Josh Nason. Uh, it was the fold, and that was all she wrote for Honor No More as a Bullet Club picked up a huge victory. And this was the first match that Chris Bay has won in many months. So um, that was cool. So now I don't know where they go. Because Honor No More, um, OGK, the kingdom, they started to gain momentum with a big victory um, and uh, where they actually were able to pin Doc Gallows of the Good Brothers. And all of a sudden, now they lose. So the momentum goes back the other way. And I get that you know Impact doesn't have enough talent to where guys can go on a winning streak, but come on, man. Um, sometimes if you have a match where you don't want either team to lose, then just don't have the match. Wait, save it for later. They could have had a title match with these four guys uh, down the road if that's what they wanted to do. But instead, they they uh, they killed some of the momentum for uh, Honor No More, and now we don't know what's going to happen going into emergence. Um, and is Ace Austin and Chris Bay a full time team now? You know, Ace Austin, you know, had the Super J Cup, uh, and he looked great there in Japan. They brought him back, and they don't really talk about it. I, I mean, they've mentioned it in passing, but it hasn't really been a big part of his character. He, uh, he came back a bigger star than he was when he left, and they haven't done anything with that momentum, and now they've moved him into a tag team role. They took the title off of him, um, the title that he took to Japan, and was actually defeating um, many talents over in Japan. He defeated, um, oh gosh, he defeated the, he defeated Ishimori, who is the IWGP um, junior heavyweight champion. We had an X-Division champion go over to Japan, and he defeated their top champion in that division, 
And when he came back to Impact, they immediately got the belt off of him and they put him in a tag team. That makes no sense to me. Um, I honestly thought that when Bay got back from Japan and if he lost the X Division title, he was going to be moving up to the, I, you know, the heavyweight division, but the Josh Alexander division. He was going to be moving up into that tier with Alexander and Moose and Callahan and Eddie Edwards and those cats. Uh, but he hasn't. He's uh, he kind of stagnated for a little bit, and now he's in a tag team with a guy that never wins, um, except for tonight. So uh, we'll see where this goes. I do like um, Austin and Bay as a tag team, just talent wise, and the fact that they can have good matches. But um, the booking is again puzzling. Um, we're not on a good roll here when it comes to the booking in this company. So we'll see. Backstage, Jim Miller's with Steve Macklin. Macklin commented on his interaction with Sammy Callahan last week and informed Miller that this was now war. The lights went out because Sammy Callahan's a magician and he has access to all the utilities in every building he goes to. Uh, and when they came on, Callahan was attacking Macklin. Macklin managed to come back and Callahan switched the lights off with his phone. And when they came uh, came back on, Callahan was gone and Macklin and Moose were now look. Oh, so sorry, they missed it. Uh, Moose was actually a big part of this. They were attacking uh, Callahan together and um, Callahan switched the lights off and then it was just Moose and Macklin just standing there by themselves looking like a couple of dorks. Um, <clears throat> I want to throw this out there to uh, the BFI listeners. If uh, you listen on uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia and you can hear the full version of this episode um, uncensored and unedited. Well, some editing sometimes, but for the most part, unedited. You get all the news with uh, with the episode. I'm going to throw this out to everybody. Do we see the Switchblades debut in Impact? And by Switchblades, I mean Sammy Callahan and John Moxley, the tag team. AEW World Champion John Moxley. Crazier things have happened in the last couple of years. I mean, we got the you know the, the Ric Flair last match. We got MLW versus Impact. You got NWA, AAA, New Japan uh, talent, AEW talent. There's WWE talent on that show. Crazier things have happened. Would AEW be willing to send or let, allow, not willing to send, would they allow Moxley um, to be on Impact in this tag team as their champion? Keep in mind, Wrestling Revolver just happened a couple weeks ago, a Cage of Horrors, and in the main event, it was the Switchblades, Moxley and Callahan, taking on the American Wolves, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. So uh, there is a precedent being set. Um, AEW's let you know their talent come over here. They let the world champion come over with uh, Kenny Omega just last year. So I, before you say that's out of the realm of possibility, I don't know. And the way that this is uh, heading with uh, Moose and, and Macklin double teaming up on Sammy. Sammy doesn't really have any friends in this company right now. Is that a possibility? I think that it is. Will it happen? I don't know. Uh, I'm not willing to put money on it <laughs> because I'm usually wrong about stuff. But I, I do think it's an interesting possibility and it's something everybody should be on the lookout for. Um, so backstage, we go to Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie here with Jessica. Rosemary attempted to put a mask on Jessica. So Jessica's Jessica Havoc, by the way. But Jessica refused in reference Game of Thrones. Rosemary got upset and stated they needed to focus because they have a match in emergence for the Knockouts World Tag Team titles against VXT. <sighs> yep. Uh, oh, you know what? Somebody's actually here. And uh, JD, JD is actually on the line. Hold on, JD. What did you think about this segment with uh, Havoc and uh, Valkyrie and Rosemary? Everything I hate about professional wrestling. 
everything I hate about wrestling is summed up into this one. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's, if it's men or women, you know, dogs, it does not matter. This is everything wrong with modern professional wrestling. Some of Oh, wow. JD, man, you're all hot about it. Gosh. And JD hung up, JD hung up on us, everybody. He just wanted to come here and crap on that segment. Uh, and then he hung up on us. That was very rude of JD. Uh, JD called in from uh, North Dakota um, after doing great at the the U.S. national with the U.S. national wrestling tournament, just to crap on the uh, old havoc and Valkyrie and Rosemary. So thank you, JD. Thank you for coming by, crapping on a segment and then bailing on us. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you next week. Backstage, of course. Backstage, Impact World Champion Josh Alexander was with Scott Demore, and they were just reflect. They were just like having a chat between two dudes, and I don't know why it's being filmed, but it was. Um, and they were reflecting on the title, the title and past challenges. They're interrupted by Rich Swan. So um, Alexander actually was talking about some of the upcoming challenges he may face. And he referenced Saban and Shelley. And Rich Swan was one of the names that he mentioned. And then it, Rich Swan appeared out of nowhere. Demore stated that even though Alexander's plate was full for emergence, Swan could have a match next week on Impact against the debuting Kushida. Uh, and, uh, Shelley and Saban in a number one contenders match with the winner facing Josh in emergences later tonight. So there you go. Um, oh, that's actually next. So let's go to our main event here. Let me get my handy dandy deal. Boom. The main event, the Motor City Machine Guns Explode. Alex, by God, Shelley, are taking on one of the all-time greats, Chris Saban. One of the all-time impact greats, former impact world champion, Chris Saban. With the winner getting a title shot at Emergence. And the winner is Alex Shelley. Uh, to my surprise, um, I, I honestly thought Saban was taking this one. Saban has been protected, um, to their credit. Impact has done a really good job of keeping Saban strong. And I, at times to, I think to the detriment at times, cause you know, last year at Slammiversary, he beat Moose and I was pretty upset about that. Um, and then he, he ended up getting an X division title shot. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, earlier this year, um, Saban, who I don't think has actually been pinned in a singles match all year. But earlier this year, Saban defeated Jay White, who is now the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, right? So that's how protected Saban has been. Alex Shelley, not so much. Shelley had two major singles matches earlier this year uh, in losing efforts to Speedball and to uh, and famously to uh, Jay White. I know he did have a win over Macklin on TV at one point, um, but that was kind of a fluke victory, I would say. And I was pretty upset about that because I was like, they're not going to do anything with Saban. Well, here they are. They're actually doing something. Or they're not doing anything with Shelly. But here they are. Here's uh, Shelly getting a title shot. Um, I don't agree with it. I think the better match is uh, Alexander and Saban. And it actually makes more sense because just last year, it was Alexander and Saban at Emergence. So I, I thought that that would be the way to go. Um, and then... Um, and just do it that way. But here we are. Uh, so taking the booking out of it and my disagreements with the booking, um, hell of a match. I mean, uh, Paul Fontaine stated on Twitter, like this is multiple weeks in a row now where the impact main event is four stars or above. And uh, was this match as good as the Frankie Kazarian match? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I would not put that in the, in the same tier. But you're looking at, you know, four to four and a half stars right, right, right in there. Uh, I really dug this match. You know, it was a tad, a tad slow in the beginning, but they were, you know, building up to that story. And that's what they do with these veteran guys. Um, and these are two of the, two of the greatest to, to ever do it. 
and um, they had just a, a, a hell of a match. Um, so we'll get back from the commercial break here. And Shelly has Saban and his knee trapped in, a, in the corner. Shelly took it to the center of the ring and locked Saban in a modified figure four leg lock. Saban was able to escape, but Shelly wasn't done and locked Saban in a pretzel submission as a reward. Uh, match is crazy technical at this point. Uh, after Saban nailed a tornado DDT, he only managed a two count. Shelly landed a modified dragon corkscrew in the corner and then followed it up with spiking Saban on his head. That was sick. So he was going for a um, a reverse uh, suplex, a reverse or German release suplex, I should say. And Saban was supposed to flip and land on his belly, but he actually landed on his face. Uh, so, and you can see the referee dive and actually got real close to him just to check on him, and he was fine. Thank God. Uh, then we're followed up by super kicks by both men, a slice bread number two opportunity missed, and a cradle shock opportunity missed, and then another slice bread. Uh, nailed by Shelly, and then he turned it into a border city stretch. He missed it, rolled up by Saban for a two count, and then a shell shock by Shelly, say that two times fast, uh, for a two count, followed by the border city stretch for a tap out. Um, I like when Shelly actually hits a move, and when he doesn't get the three count, he turns it into a submission hold. Um, that's a very subtle, very technical. He always is trying to win. Shelly is so freaking good, and I'm so happy he's back in this company. Um, I, maybe I disagree with him getting this shot here, but damn it, he is great, and I am not upset at that. Uh, and you know Alexander and Shelley are going to have an awesome match. Um, just a really, really good match. The guy here from the Observer says, After an amazing match between the Motor City Machine Guns, Shelley is headed to emergence on August 12th to battle Ale- Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. Um, and I, I think that the, they will go to Chicago and they will try to have a match of the year candidate. I expect nothing less out of these two. The, they're two fantastic wrestlers and uh, two very important wrestlers in this promotion. And I just, you know, with Shelly, you, you never know what's going on with that guy, man. You never know how long he's going to be around. You never know if he's even going to make the date. That I mean, that is a very real thing that you have to think of with Shelly. So um, he missed the date earlier this year. And then, of course, famously, he, he missed the date when uh, he was um, at Hard to Kill in 2020 when uh, Kenny Omega was main eventing. He was supposed to be in that match, and he, he uh, didn't come to that one either. So so very real possibility, something you always have to worry about. But God damn, is this guy great. Uh, Shelly is a, an amazing wrestler, and I'm glad that he's back. Uh, after the match, Diener and Joe Doring ran down to the ring to attack the Motor City Machine Guns. Before they could do too much damage, Kushida arrived on the scene and to take care of VBD. Uh, so we get a little time splitters reunion. So time splitters and motor city machine guns. I think it only makes sense that a, if, if Kushida is going to stick around, if it's not just for this set of tapings, if he stays around for a little while, we got to get a time splitters uh, reunion match. And then we got to get the trio together with the motor city machine guns and the, the time splitters coming together for a super team. I think, uh, I think we need to see that. That'd be very, very cool. And uh, actually, the time splitters are, are going to wrestle each other um, in a Nashville upcoming um, for New Japan. So that should be a very good match, too. Um, so looking ahead to next week, we got Rich Swan and Kushida and then Eddie Edwards versus Ace Austin. So that's what we got next week. Uh, and then, of course, uh, coming up on Patreon, if you are a Patreon subscriber, uh, stick around. We got uh, tons of news to talk about. Um, a lot of Ring of Honor news that has a direct impact on impact, no pun intended. Um, we also got, we're going to talk some uh, Michael Elgin stuff on uh, the rest of the story. Um, Lewis Carlin, our buddy Lewis Carlin from the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, um, has some news that we're going to talk about. And then, uh, of course, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Bound for Glory um, location. 
Uh, it was actually broken by Fightful Sector earlier this year, earlier, earlier this week. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, all right. So if you are on the free feed, if you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, we will see you next week. Patreon, stick around. <laughs>